The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Brian Stelter, CNN's senior media correspondent, host of Reliable Sources, Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, the Reliable Sources newsletter that Brian puts out, it's a must, so you can sign up for that as well. Brian, how do you balance the hour-by-hour chaos of political coverage with trying to keep each bit of news in the proper context? It is almost impossible, and it's a constant struggle. When you ask that question, I picture a juggler with multiple balls in the air at the same time. You know, I think there are different strengths and weaknesses for different mediums. And, uh, you know, I work in the medium of television on CNN, but then in the medium of digital on on CNN.com and with the newsletter. And uh, on television, you you know, you're going to see more breaking news coverage and of-the-minute reporting and Trump conversation. On digital, there's more room to breathe, and there's more room to cover stories in more depth, and there's more room to cover a greater variety of stories. Uh, But I think we have to be realistic and honest about the fact that we're living through a moment in history, an incredibly tumultuous and stressful and scary and exciting time for, for America. And as a result, on TV, we are covering the minute-by-minute latest developments, all things Trump all the time. So on television, when you see the, the breaking news headlines, do you think that's overused when trying to keep everything in context? Uh, I hear this a lot from viewers who who think the the term breaking news is overused. Uh, And I I generally agree that uh, all of the cable news channels should dial it back a little bit. I'm, I'm looking at the Fox News screen right now, and it says Fox News Alert for an announcement that was made more than 24 hours ago. Uh, so this is, a, this is something that is across the television news world. And, and I think about it for myself on Sunday mornings. My, my program's on 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. And if there is breaking news, let's say at 9.30 a.m., we will use the breaking news animation and, and music and, and logo. Uh, if it happened at 11 p.m. the night before, we will not. We, we try to be fair about that. We try to be rational about it. But at the same time, uh, producers and anchors, they are inclined to say it's breaking news because uh, that, that message does get people's attention. It does get you to, to look another, another time and, and see what's going on. So that's definitely part of the juggling act. Yeah, so what are those conversations like then for your own program or even when you're a guest on any of the other programs on CNN about deciding between, between anchors and producers and news directors, deciding what really is the most important thing to be talking about? Well, I think there are times uh, you, need, you need to bring the temperature up and uh, invoke urgency and uh, intensity. And there's times to bring the temperature down and try to help people stay cool, calm, and collected and inform them about what's going on. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about this in terms of breaking news coverage when something bad has happened somewhere in the world uh, and you're looking for the latest information on it. Cable news gets a bad rap for going wall-to-wall during breaking news stories, uh, whether it's a shooting uh, or a crash or uh, you know, something like that. But people want and desire and deserve those updates, especially if you're just tuning in for the first time and you're wondering what's going on. Uh, you know, I, I think that goes back to the strengths and weaknesses of mediums, that on TV you're doing one thing at a time, and hopefully you're doing it really well. 
uh, and not doing a, a weak job of it. But on the web, uh, you can do multiple things at the same time. It's not linear. Uh, it's it's on demand. You know, it's more like Netflix than like CNN, right? So on on CNN.com, you can be you can be covering lots of stories simultaneously, and in some ways. Let's be honest, that is a superior uh, way to get the news uh, because you're able to, to surf and, and choose what you're most interested in. But I think there's always going to be a role for a live, linear TV news feed of what's going on at that moment somewhere in the world. I keep thinking about the changing faces and the names that I hear every day on television and, and reading online. And I and I find myself to be a pretty informed American, but I just, I can't keep, I can't keep it all straight. And right. I, and do you find, do you find yourself wanting to be able to take a step back and say, okay, well, here's, here's everybody, here's why they're significant, and this is what happened today? Yes, and the real balance, to use your original word, balance, is between covering the minute by minute and staying on top of news versus taking that step back taking a moment to breathe, and taking a moment to try to connect dots. And I have the benefit on Sunday morning where it's a little bit slower, there's a little less news happening. I can sometimes take that step back, and I try to. Um, but that is a dilemma for, for I, think, I think, every anchor on TV news right now. I think for many journalists in print newsrooms, we're all wrestling with the same challenge uh, of, of how to make sure people are actually comprehending these complicated stories. I mean, look, the obvious one is the Russia investigation, but there are, ten, there are lots of other uh, Trump-related scandals, controversies, issues that are inherently complicated, uh, various agencies with various scandals, um, various foreign policy debates and disputes that are ongoing, North Korea being chief among them. These are, you know, by definition, really complicated stories. Uh, and in some cases, I want to refer viewers over to, to the web for detailed explainers. In some cases, I want anchors like myself to take that time to take a step back, read a page-long script, you know, take a couple minutes out of the hour, explain what's going on. I definitely think viewers have that hunger. You know, um, my wife, your friend Jamie, um, you know, she, she always says to me that if she misses the first um, chapter of a story, you know, like a, like a news event happens on a Monday morning and, and she misses it, by Wednesday morning, the story's been going on for days. It's getting more complicated, you know, and she, she missed the beginning, so she has no idea how to, how to catch up. I think that's a really common problem in the news media right now. Yeah, it almost makes me, I, I do this all the time. I search, on, I search on the web and say, where do I start with and then fill in the story? It, it makes me want to create an app or a website for that. You know, it, it's actually a, there's an opening there for entrepreneurial journalism to try to try to solve these problems because frankly these problems are harder to solve for big established newsrooms like CNN or the New York Times or NBC. Uh, I would love to see more people uh, launching new journalism startups and initiatives to try to fill in some of these spaces. You know, for example, I would love an email at the end of the day that's just 200 words that tells me what happened that day. Uh, I guess I'm part of the problem because I have a nightly email that's really long. <laughs> But I'm, I'm trying to serve insiders who, who want a long email. I, I think there's a, there's a big audience out there for a what-the-heck-just-happened sort of digest of the news. How do you determine what goes at the top of the newsletter every night? So I am uh, writing a newsletter that's really primarily for media insiders, CEOs, journalists, etc., 
And from there, it has an audience of, of others as well. But because I'm trying to write it for insiders, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something you don't know already, tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, tell you something of interest to the media beat. Now, it's, it, I don't always succeed in that, in that goal, but that's certainly my goal. Brian, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Every hour there's something else, seemingly a distraction from whatever was the first, second, third, or fourth major news story of the day, and in that storm, the context gets lost and my head spins. I feel like it's a game of guess who on TV every night to determine who the most significant figure was that day. It's why I need trusted news outlets and reporters to not get frazzled, not chase shiny objects, and speak my language. Don't assume anything. Don't assume that everyone is able to follow everything because I bet not even people working in newsrooms can do it. Fatigue sets in and it's up to the media to limit that by making sure we are properly informed, not just tossed around in the storm. You can continue this chat with Brian on Twitter at Brian Stelter, S-T-E-L-T-E-R, and me at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. His show, Reliable Sources, airs Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on CNN. If you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast yet on iTunes, please do so now. It takes 30 seconds. You can do it from your phone. I'll even give you a sample review. Quote, the follow-up is a really enjoyable way to spend 12 minutes no matter who Noah's guest is. Feel free to use that. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-Now.com.
The follow-up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.